0: Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference.
1: Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 14 verses 12 through 14 and the longer I'm around scripture the more important I understand it to be that we see things in context. You can't rip these texts out of the context that they're embedded in because so much of what they mean is dependent on what's been going on in the passages around it and this is certainly no exception to that. So going back to chapter 14 verses 1 through 7, Jesus healed a man on the Sabbath. This was his third Sabbath healing recorded in the book of Luke, and he did it in direct opposition to what the Pharisees and the lawyers would say was righteous or godly or right or good for what was done on the Sabbath. And he does this in part to make the point that as the kingdom of God is ushered in, we're not stuck in these old ceremonial laws that were very rigid and kept people from doing good godly things, all in the name of thinking that they're doing good godly things by not doing them. He's challenging the entire paradigm that these Pharisees and lawyers have been born and raised in and eat, sleep, and breathe. Then in the next text, verses 7 through 11, Jesus tells a parable of a wedding feast to the people who are gathered at this dinner where he challenged the Pharisees and lawyers in the previous text. And he notices that many of the guests are coming to this dinner and they're taking the seats of honor. And he tells them, don't do that because you're going to be embarrassed. Rather, take the lower places so that the the host will exalt you rather than taking the more honorable places so the host will have to move you down. And of course, this all has to do with the challenge to the Pharisees and the lawyers from the text before. They have an inflated view of themselves. They think more highly than they ought. They think they're in a more special place in the kingdom because they're these Jewish leaders. And he's saying, don't think more highly of yourselves than you ought because you're not as special as you think. Be humble and let the Lord exalt you rather than you trying to exalt yourself in your righteousness, which is on display when you keep the Sabbath to the point of not helping somebody who needs help on the Sabbath. You can hear devotions on those previous texts in the two episodes prior to this one. Now we get to verses 12 through 14. He said also to the man who invited him. Now before we go any further, it's important to point out now Jesus is talking to the ruler of the Pharisees, the guy who invited all the people to his house for this dinner, this banquet. In the previous text, he was talking to the guests who came, challenging their motives, telling them to be humble instead of come to something like this, looking to gain honor or glory or exaltation for yourself, now he's directing his comments to the leader of the rulers who invited them. And we're going to find that he's also got a motives issue that needs to be challenged. Here's what Jesus says, When you give a dinner or a banquet, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. Now one thing we need to be clear about right off the bat, even though it seems like it says this, Jesus is not saying don't throw a party where you invite your friends or your family or your relatives or rich people. There are several places in scripture where it's clear that we should be hospitable to all without discrimination, and that includes the people who seem to be prohibited in this text. But just like he noticed the motives of the people attending by the seats that they chose, he's noticing the ruler of the Pharisees' motives by the people he invited. And he's kind of calling them out. Like, you're inviting all these people that can invite you back, that can reciprocate, that you can get some kind of a social or financial favor from by having this party at your house. What about inviting the people who can't pay you back, who've got nothing to offer you socially or financially? Why don't you invite them? And when you use your hospitality to bless others who can't bless you back, that honors God. And when you do it this other way, and when you do it this other way, I'm going to invite the muckety-mucks and scratch their back so then in turn they'll scratch mine. It's not unlike what the guests were guilty of in the previous text where they're trying to exalt themselves. You are also trying to exalt yourself in a different way. One of the things that came to my mind as I was reading this was the importance of us to use our homes for kingdom purposes. We just put an addition on our house, spend a decent amount of money. We feel good about it. We're excited to share it with others. But let me tell you what could easily make me feel sick to my stomach. If we decided that instead of using our home to host people for the sake of letting them hang out with a Christian family, letting them be around people who believe in God's word and the gospel, we're just going to have all this for ourselves. This is just for our comforts and our conveniences, for our pleasure. Man, that's not a road I want to go down. Now, at the same time, we're going to have lots of fun with people who aren't only needy and poor and crippled and lame and blind because we want to use our home and we want to be hospitable to all people for the sake of hopefully encouraging them in Christ, providing them with Christian fellowship. And also, it's not just going to be reading the Bible and devotions and Christian music in the house when those people are here all the time. There are a lot of ways to use our homes hospitably to honor Christ that don't fit maybe some of those rigid categories. But friends, we need to be using our homes, our possessions, our time, our energy, our money for kingdom purposes primarily. I think that fits with what Jesus is saying here. And the last thing I want to say, the reason that Jesus Jesus wants this ruler of the Pharisees to not only invite people that can repay him but to invite people who can't repay him is because that is consistent with the character of God. That's exactly how he has behaved toward us. We have got nothing to offer God. Nothing that we bring to the table raises his status or somehow completes him or does a solid back to him. We got nothing. Yet in his love and compassion for us he reached out to us in his son Jesus Christ. The perfect God man whose death and resurrection open a way for us. Us to have our sin forgiven, to be reconciled to God, to have a debt that we owe Him paid on our behalf. All of this through faith in Christ because of a benevolent, compassionate God who invites people in who are lame and crippled and blind, spiritually poor, and in response to that, we ought to reflect that character to others. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. The
0: Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financial supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which has aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader, God designed three social institutions to shape our lives.